Hey, beautiful ladies. These next few episodes are going to be the live training that I am doing inside of the Set Free Sisterhood Facebook group. And it is a Stop Over Drinking mini-series where I have pulled pieces and parts of the program out and did a little mini-series teaching for you. And I'm also offering a $50 off promotion for those of you that sign up before September 10th. Now, these some of these are airing next week after that, so I might just extend it for specific podcast listeners. So if you do happen to hear this and you've been on the fence and you're really wanting to see what it would be like to stop over drinking, to minimize your intake, to set new routines, learn how to decrease anxiety, sleep more, but really get to a place where you are leading in self-leadership and learning more about your body, where your triggers are coming from, how to develop new coping skills. Because I think what's happened for us is that we've just found that drinking works sort of. It works enough to help us cope, but yet we're miserable and we continue to be back in the loop, back in the cycle, not sleeping well, anxiety, feeling guilt, shame, fear, avoiding, escaping, all the things that we don't want to do. There's just this part of us that does it because we don't have other skills and other tools. We don't have connection with other humans, community. We don't have a clear, tangible action steps or anything like that. And we don't really have this ability to walk it out by ourselves. So if this can, if this connects to you, then make sure you go, you listen to all these series, see if it's something that really clicks and go sign up. I do have payment plans available. There are a few spots left. Go to bit.ly slash stop over drinking sisterhood, or just email me. I've gotten several emails this week of people just curious. Um, what is all this about? I'd like to know a little bit more, you know, will you work with me on a payment plan? There's all kinds of options, but the thing is, is you need to be there if you know you need to be there. Don't just do it just because, or maybe it's a good fit, maybe not. Like, I want you to know in your deeper knowing, like, this is it. I've been listening to the podcast. I've listened to the mini series. It might be a sacrifice time frame, maybe a financial sacrifice, but I know that I know that I know that now is my time, September 20 of 22, to make these permanent lasting changes in my life. So if that's you, stay tuned for the episode and continue to listen and grow and get signed up. I'll see you soon. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of over drinking, even when you told yourself you would stop waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing. Is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3 a.m. with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself? You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal, quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found. And I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. 
Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Awesome. Well, I just wanted to just have a three-day sort of mini-series training with some of the snippets from the program that's coming up and also offer you the opportunity to go ahead and dive in and maybe do some of your own work, whether you are able to attend the program or not is okay. I want you to be able to take away something from this training. Cool. So first, I just want to let you know who I am for those of you who are new, or maybe you're just now finding this. Most of you, I think, have come into this group as a friend or a client, or most of you are from the podcast because I have directed you in here. And a lot of times we'll just post um, little updates and things like that. And I want this to be a place where you can engage and connect, but I also know the reality of sometimes that's really difficult to do, to connect just inside of a Facebook group. So I also believe that these are opportunities when programs are being run, where there's so many women who are seeking the same thing to connect and really build some awesome, beautiful friendships. I have built several very amazing friendships only virtually. We have continued to stay in touch, whether it be programs that we were involved in, one of them being like the podcast course, how I learned how to do that. I met some friends through there, some other coaches, things like that. And we've never met in person, but we have very open, vulnerable, amazing friendships. And I believe that that's an opportunity for you too. So if you see me looking over at my, I have my phone to the side because when I'm here in Zoom, I can't see any comments because I'm streaming it through Facebook, right? So I'm going to look on occasion just to see if there's any comments that pop up that I need to address. But I'm Michelle Porterfield. And as far as being alcohol free, it's been over four years at this point, which is crazy. If I don't know if you heard the episode or saw the post recently where I celebrated the fact that I forgot my date. You know, we go into this journey so much about, okay, I got seven days and I got 30 days and then I got six months and all that's wonderful and great. And let's celebrate it all. But my desire from the get go and the further I got into this journey was just getting to a place of freedom from it even being a factor in my life, that it getting to the point where it just didn't matter. Like I can be around people who are drinking. I can be around people who are not drinking. Like, the only reason that I'm still talking about it is because it's clearly developed into my purpose and my calling to be here to help you and uh, as many women as I can. So most of you will walk through this journey and I pray and celebrate with you that you'll get to that place where alcohol is just not a big deal. Like it used to be part of your identity. It used to be something that, oh yeah, I drink wine or I go out on the weekends or I love girls nights or you know, that kind of thing. That's cool. I would love for that to be your past identity. And then now you just become the woman that you're called to be. Right. And that seems so like, yes, that's what I want. That's what I want. I'm tired of living this way and I'm tired of feeling stuck. And, 
you know, I say I want this, but how do you do it? And I've tried it and I go three days and then I'm miserable and then I start drinking again. And then there's the binging and then there's the, all these like subliminal messages coming from our culture that, you know, oh, it's really not that bad. I, like, aren't you still working and you're still married and you're not getting DUIs and like all the things, but you know, deep down inside, this is just not what you want. And you also know, especially if you are a woman of faith, that is important to me. I was not living in alignment with my values and my faith and who God truly wanted me to be. And it wasn't until I completely surrendered, which is part of what we're going to talk about today. Um, and surrender can look, it is surrender is a big thing. Surrender. Yes. To God, but surrender is surrendering to lots of things and surrendering for yourself. Just being like, you know, I got nothing. I'm out. I don't need to try to control this anymore. And we'll go into that in a minute, but it's just a matter of, getting to a place where you feel free and you feel like you're in self leadership, which is a beautiful journey. Doesn't happen overnight. It's a process, but I want to be that person that can just speak truth to you and help you along this journey. Okay. So obviously I'm going to tell you about the program. You've heard about it on the podcast if you've been around, but let's just dive into the first, I just pulled some little pieces from the program that I just want to teach you a little bit today. I'm not going to make this super long and um, we'll go from there. So yes, I'm way more than Michelle, who's been alcohol free for four years, but a lot of times I get off on a little tangent, but I am a mom of three. I have a 12, 13 and 18 year old and I live in South Carolina. So that is where my Southern accent comes from. And I've lived here my whole life and I love it. And I look forward to visiting some places. I actually am going to New York City soon. I'm taking my daughter for her birthday. We've never been able to take a trip like this before. And I just thought, you know, 13 is a big deal. And she loves theater. So we're going to see Hamilton. So I'm super excited for that opportunity. Um, she's never flown. I haven't flown in a decade. Like this is going to be so cool. So I love that each phase of my life, I'm getting to develop and grow and do things that I, that I didn't do before. And that I wasn't really able to do before inside of just how I was living my life. So let me share my screen and let's dive in. If y'all have any questions, let me know. Um, in the beginning, when I first started doing some training, I had like a three-step freedom framework and what I have really, I have actually developed it a little bit more to more of st 10 steps because I felt like it takes you further. Like true freedom is going to take, take us a little further. So one of the, the key pieces in step one is just really acknowledgement of the truth. Okay. So the most important skill to break in any habit is making an unshakable commitment to the truth. So here's what we normally do in this. This was me. This is me. I'm not, um, I'm not anywhere near perfection. And just because I am in this place of leadership and coaching and I've grown past four years alcohol free, doesn't mean that I'm not still continuing to work on things that come up for me in my life. The part, parts of me that I need to work on are habits that I'm trying to really work through. So, but here's what we normally do. When something bad happens, we categorize it as bad. Um, we judge it as bad. We either deny it, we choose to avoid, try to escape, and then we feel guilt and shame, but then we repeat. That's the normal behavior. That's probably where you are right now, and it's okay. 
that's where I was either, you know, I would deny like, oh, it's not that bad. It's really not that big of a deal. Even though I was feeling this pull, like this relationship with alcohol wasn't cool, wasn't good. Avoiding and escaping for me was the same. I would either avoid situations that might challenge me to see the truth, uh, escape completely, go into isolation and overdrink. And then I would feel like crap. I'd, I'd feel guilty and sometimes shameful and say that I wasn't going to do it anymore and continue it on repeat. Can anyone relate? <laughs> Raise your hand. I know you can. So with truth, when we really come out with truth, something bad happens, right? We acknowledge the thing. We feel the pain. We consider our choices. Then we remind ourselves that we're allowed to feel this way. Take a deep breath and make a new choice. Okay. So this is not by any means a checklist like, oh, okay, Michelle. Okay. I acknowledge the thing. Oh, yep. That feels uncomfortable. Okay. Now here's my choices. Uh, Here I go. That's not how this works. This is the broader spectrum of this. And a lot of this goes into the understanding of being able to feel the pain and the emotions unapologetically and with compassion. Because most of us, if you're like me, you more than likely avoid all, most all of your emotions. The only ones you're like, you know, even sometimes when you get way happy or super excited or joyful, there's like this ceiling that you have because you're a little bit too scared. Well, you know, I'm sure I'm feeling good and I'm really happy about this, but this isn't going to stay this way. Or what if, what if something happens or I don't deserve to be this happy? What's wrong with me? Right. So that's actually more being more honest than anything of actually, you know, speaking about how you're feeling, but none of that's true. You absolutely deserve full joy and happiness. And you have to allow these feelings to move. So if we're super honest about it, and so here's why this matters. I want you to come to this place of choosing this, whether you're choosing, most of us don't go into this saying, I want to be completely alcohol free. Most of you are curious about that. And, but what I want you to commit to is just saying like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go all in. I don't really know how this is going to work, but I really want to cut way back on my drinking or at least quit for a little while and let me do some discovery and go from there. Because sometimes if we feel like we have to choose the full-time forever commitment, it feels overwhelming. And that's really not the place you want to start is already in overwhelm. Okay. But we have to be truthful. So when you're coming into the program, I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to be like, what's the truth? Let's be honest about how we're feeling. Like, I'm like super overwhelmed at my job. I just, I can't stand it. And when I get home, I can't stop thinking about this girl I have to work with. And so all I want to do is drink to just, just forget about it. Awesome. Thank you for being honest. We got to get that out. Or, you know, my kids are, are doing this and I just, I, I feel completely out of control. I'm miserable in my marriage. I cannot stand where I live. I hate something like you have to be completely honest about where you are 
and I just, I drink every day and it makes me sick and I wake up at 3 a.m. and I'm miserable and I, I'm ready to make some changes. But until you can be completely honest, it's going to be a lot more difficult. And there's such freedom, I believe, when we're honest up front. Okay. All right. So the next part, everybody with me? Let me just glance super quickly. All right. I see y'all on there. Awesome. So surrender is the next step. So surrender has to come with action. Okay. Um, I know that we've heard sometimes, uh, especially in the church, I love the church. I attend an amazing local church that is, I just, I can't, I can't explain to you how refreshing it is to be in a local church now that has love and grace. They have biblical counseling involved. They're very honest, but they're also very compassionate and loving and it doesn't feel like a judgment but I have been there I have been in churches and I have been in the circles of someone sharing to me like you just need to surrender like what does that even mean right and this belief that well I've just asked God to help me over and over and over and I just put my hands up and I keep surrendering nothing is happening well, I'm going to tell you that God just doesn't do that. He can. He can do whatever he wants. He can take it away from you like that. He can take away the desire if that's what he wants. But I believe that he wants us to stand up and take action and, and put in the work. Some people are scared to call it work, but it's work. It's effort. And he wants that from us so that we can make progress. And then we're going to we're going to continue down that road. So what does it look like? So surrender is to give up, to hand over, to cease resistance, to say, you know what? That's where I was. I was like, all right, I've been trying this on my own, Lord. I'm handing it over. I'm going to stop resisting it, even though I'm going to feel it in my body. When it comes to resistance, you're going to feel that on this journey. And this is going to be, there's going to be some hard days for you. Tomorrow's podcast talks a little bit about that. But to cease the resistance that you have from who you're surrendering to. Now you're going to hear me talk about God because that is my faith. And I don't, I don't relate to anything else. If you feel like you can, you can do this, like absolutely surrender. I want to tell you that the most beautiful thing is for you to surrender to God and allow him to move through you. Cause that's where your power is going to come from. And <clears throat> the next part is Surrendering to, I read about this earlier today. And when we surrender to something, it means we're going to abandon ourselves entirely to give into. So if you're already surrendering to alcohol, which you are, if you're here, or surrendering to something else in your life, I'm talking about alcohol today, then you're abandoning yourself Anyway, you've already abandoned Michelle to allowing the alcohol to take control over your actions in your life. So why not choose to surrender to something else, to someone else? Your higher power, which is God for me. Why not when you're already turning yourself over to this? 
all you're doing is shifting because now when you're, you're abandoning yourself to the alcohol, you're losing yourself. And if you surrender to God, Jesus, higher power, Holy Spirit, you'll actually gain more and gain life, right? And just so you know, I'm not going to be, <clears throat> I'm not going to make excuses here or I'm not trying to like sugarcoat anything or, or anything. I just want to say that, are we going to spend 90% of the time talking about God in this program? No, because he, he's, he's at the top of this. Like, this is great. This is, this is a, a key component. Don't feel like you're going to come in here and this is going to be an all God talk or all churchy stuff because it's not. We just barely touch the surface, but I just believe and I know that that is the undercurrent for a lot of us to give us just that extra boost. Like there's been plenty of people in this world that have walked through the alcohol-free journey and they're doing great. And I'm telling you, when you have this piece of it, there's just some extra power that you just cannot explain. And I, I don't know how to do it otherwise. So if you're in my group and you're following me, then this, this is what it's going to look like. But the program is focused on daily action steps. And this is just a tiny piece of it. Okay. I hope that, that you can relate. So then I said, well, let's just talk about surrender a little bit more. If it is surrender and action, what are some journal questions that you can start writing down? So here's some action steps for you. So go ahead and write these down while I take a sip of water. For those of you who are watching now or on the replay or listening to the podcast, because I'm going to post this on the podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm scratchy throat. I don't know about you guys, but uh, it's officially allergy season here in South Carolina. And usually I'm good in the spring. Like the pollen doesn't seem to bother me, but in the fall ish times, I think it's like ragweed and I do get that scratchy throat. And then when I start speaking, it just kind of revs up. So what are you currently holding on to that is creating your current results? So basically what is it that you're hanging on to that is keeping you stuck? If you're here because you're tired of drinking too much, what are you holding on to? Is it like a security for you? It's the only way you can sleep. Things like that. Like, what are you holding on to or what are you believing? That's really where we're going to go you know, deeper inside the program is like, what are the beliefs that we have about it that really aren't serving us that much? Number two, are you willing to give it up or cease control daily? So when we talk about surrender, it matters that we keep it sort of top of mind in the forefront because a lot of times it's a daily action because we forget as humans and we tend to pick it up. I don't know about y'all, but I'm, I, I, want, I don't even want to label myself. I was going to say I'm a control freak. There's a huge piece of me and part of me, and we're going to talk about parts some towards the end of the program to help y'all start breaking this stuff. This is the brilliant piece of true healing is when we realize that there are parts of us, all oh, lots of me's in here. There's a lot of me, right? <clears throat> and there's that part of me that she really, really, really loves to control things, or she thinks that 
if she controls it, then the outcome is going to be okay. And it's going to be what she wants. And it's going to be how she can manage people's emotions or manage her environment. She's been leading for a long time. That was a huge piece of this journey for me. She always felt like, well, I've got control and her version of control was, okay, we'll just drink and we'll cover this up because when I'm feeling triggered, I feel super out of control. Can you relate? Can you relate to the fact that that's what's going on with you possibly? That when you get super overwhelmed and you feel like all this is happening by the end of the day, your control steps in and goes, okay, if we just drink, then all this will stop. But yet the other part of you wakes up and goes, oh, I'm so disappointed in myself. I did this again. What is wrong with me? Why do I keep doing this? And you say you're not going to do it again and you do it again. Those are two different parts of you. And there's power in understanding that because then that lets you know that it's not you and there's nothing wrong with you. It's just there's a piece of you that has been leading and running the show because she it's worked hasn't it worked hasn't it worked for you I mean we wouldn't keep doing it if it was if it was not helping like it's a form of protection I kept drinking because I was struggling to to tolerate the season of life of moving the stress of moving it helped me tolerate it it helped me handle you know, my kids when they were acting a certain way or check out from my kids because I really couldn't. So I thought that it, that was helping me because it was making me calmer and I wasn't snapping at them as much. So they, these parts of us come in for a reason. So are you willing to go back and say, okay, I want to at least surrender this, but I'm going to do it daily. And then what action step will you take? And I've got a couple on the next page. Is that connecting with everyone? <clears throat> I want y'all to ask questions and also post in the comments of this inside of the Facebook group. Anything that comes up for you, I'm an open book, put it in there and I'll answer it for you, okay? So here's some things that I just came up with today are different ways of surrendering regularly. Turning our ego and our self will over to God. And that's basically saying daily, all right, God, you know, I want to control things today. You know, I don't like the way he's acting or she's acting. And I want to go in and I want to manage, manage, micromanage them and control them. But I'm going to give it over to you every day. Give it over to you. Ask him to transform your thoughts. Like that's part of it too. It's just like help filter my thoughts. Like what does that look like? Give me ideas. Give me wisdom. Teach me asking him for this because he wants to give this to us if we ask and then a place to go find it is in his word and inside community you know inside of groups of women that you can trust maybe a mentor that's a little further along than you building trust with God and yourself how do you do that you show up every day and you have that conversation and you continue to take little baby steps of surrender and take baby steps of keeping your word, keeping your word to yourself. That's been a huge thing for me. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to follow through. But before I say I'm going to do it, I really have to have a deeper intention. 
allow the resistance and the control to ease. You've got to give yourself permission. So what I mean by that is for me, part of it is like when I feel that resistance coming up and I'm, I'm triggered, I have to really allow myself to like, Hey, Hey, it's okay for you to be upset, but remember you only need to control you right now. You don't have to control them. You don't have to control your environment and you don't have to control what they think about you. You just control how you're going to react and respond. And I know you're really uncomfortable and this feels super out of the box for you, but you got permission to just, just, just be here in the moment. So much of what we women need to understand is that we've got to spend more time being and, and not always doing because so much of the doing and always like reacting and doing things clogs up that quiet, still voice from God or from that deeper inner knowing of ourself and really understand, like, oh, that's what's going on inside of me. How do we know if we're constantly in reaction and go, go, go mood, mode? And then we're going to work on building a belief. I'm embracing what is over how I would like it to be controlled or how I think it should be. Should is a, we'll talk about language, but should is one of those words that just applies a lot of pressure when we think something should be the case. So really what the reason why I put these, these are just some ideas. So I just want you to think about what does that look like for you? What does surrender look like? What is something you know that you're holding on to? It could just be trust. You could just be like, you know what? I'm like you, Michelle, like, I'm, you know, I'm a woman of faith and I've been drinking and I, I feel like I'm over drinking. And part of my challenge is it's like, I'm not trusting that I'm worthy. I'm not trusting that um, God will even help me or wants to help me. I'm not trusting myself that I can do this. So the first step for you would just be honest and, and, and say that just like, you know what? I'm scared. I'm not really feeling trust, but I'm going to just surrender that. And I would say, write about it, pray about it, talk about it. Something like that, because surrender is one of those things that I can tell you about it and give you this concept and you want, you can have the understanding but you have to choose inside of you what that looks like because it's not tangible. I can't just say, this is exactly what it looks like. You have to choose inside of you. Like, you know, right now, just intuitively inside. Yep. This is what she's talking about. This is what I need to surrender. This is what I've, this is what I've been holding on to. Like I'm clinging onto it. Like it could just be like this fear. You could just have so much fear over your children's future because maybe you're watching too much news. Maybe you're hearing all the horror stories about gun violence in schools, or maybe, you know, this whole, the sex trafficking, maybe you're just so overwhelmed and you're just living in fear that you, you, you're clinging to it so much. This causing you to, to just not be clear and to shut down and to just drink. And then you get, super edgy with your children because it's just too much for you to bear because you see them and you love them. And this fear keeps coming up and you're like, why can't I just be happy? Why can't I just love on them and be present and play with them? Why do I feel like I have to drink to hang out with them and 
I feel like I have to just watch them play. I'm, it's hard to engage because I'm just so stressed and overwhelmed. If any of that relates to you, that's a piece of surrender where you have to go in and go, Ooh, I don't want this fear anymore. God, please take it from me. Help me to walk through this. Let me give it to you every day. And then we can work together as we walk through this. And that's some of what we'll do walking through this journey. Okay. All right. A few more things. So then what's going to happen is, as in the beginning too, is really working on a declaration and a declaration really is a statement. This is one of those like powerful, like I'm not going to, I don't, I'm going to use the fear one as an example, since we're here, like I am not going to live in fear anymore and miss out on the joy of my children. I'm not going to do it. I'm not willing to do it. I'm not sacrificing our relationship because I'm over here living in fear because of something that the world is saying. I'm not available anymore to be controlled by others' opinions of me. Like, what if, what if you've heard somebody say something about you? What if you got some negative comment on social media and it's just rocking your world declaring that I'm not willing to sacrifice my health to fit in with others. This is huge for us in this community. How many times have I heard women say, my friends drink. I don't know what I'm going to do. How am I not going to drink? But I know that this is killing my health. I've gained weight. I'm waking up with my heart racing. I know what this is doing inside my body. Then you may need to make a declaration around this whole journey of I'm not sacrificing my health anymore to fit in with my friends. If my friends truly believe that I have to drink to be their friend, then I'm choosing to take a break from my friends. And that's part of this process. Sometimes we have to do hard things, ladies. And, but I want to bet you that if you have good friends, real friends, they are not going to not be your friend if you choose not to drink. More than likely, because this is what I've heard from many of my clients, when they tell their friends, hey, I'm cutting back on drinking. It is not working for me. Some of them saying, hey, I'm in this group program with a bunch of women and we're working on our health and drinking is not part of the program. Their friends are usually like, awesome. That's cool. Good for you. Sometimes they say, how can I help? How can I support you? Do you want me to not drink when I come over to your house? Do you want to go just out for dinner and, and get not an alcoholic drinks? Believe it or not, that's more than likely what happens. <clears throat> and another one, I will not allow myself to continue down the path of over drinking and numbing out my life any longer. That's kind of where I was. I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. I am not numbing out my life and feeling like crap anymore. And then the action comes. So these are the verbal declaring steps. And then the action is going to come now. And then I just want to challenge you. I want you to write this down as well. If you would be willing to take the time to answer this on paper. And write it as I. And I'm asking you, if you don't do this now, what will it mean? If you're saying you're ready to go on this journey and that you want to stop drinking or stop over drinking because I'm, my relationships are crashing, I'm losing sleep, my health is killing me, I feel stuck, I feel miserable, 
I'm not connecting with my partner. You know, I'm, I know that I'm just, I'm disconnected from God. Like I can tell I'm not hearing him as much. I'm not spending more time in time. I'm not even going to church. You know, I'm not connecting with friendships. I'm lonely. That's why you're here. All those reasons and more. If you don't do this now, what will it mean? What will it mean? Especially if you go and you get to the end of this year and you go and you turn back and look and you say, dang it, I wanted to do that. And here I am still stuck. No matter the path, whether you choose to work with me in the program and come join, I'd love it. But this is about you and what choices you're going to make, whether you're in the program or not. Okay. And one quick thing, this is some tangible action for you before we go. I want you to get you some new routines right now. This is your takeaway from today, your biggest like action step as you're moving forward. I want you to map out your day, what that looks like morning and night, everything you do morning to night, just get a little notepad and write it down. When do you get triggered? Where do you get triggered? What can you change? When I, I get triggered when I'm walking out of work. Okay. What, what, what happens? What do you normally do? Well, I'm normally walking in my car and I know that I don't need anything from the grocery store, but I'm going to go anyway because I want wine and I go pick it up. All right. What do you do different? Don't go by the grocery store, drive a different route, ask someone to go for you and your family. If you really do need something from the grocery store and move your body, that's one option. So I want you to build a list of what is, what are some things that you would like to be doing? Like if you weren't drinking, what would you be doing instead? And some of you may like, I don't know, I've been doing this forever. Like I'm in this, like I'm stuck in this loop. Okay, I get it. I was there too. It took me a while to go, what is it that I like? I don't know, explore. Explore what you like. Do you like to read? Do you like to walk? Um, do you like to take a Zumba class, a yoga class, coffee with friends, gardening? Um, knitting, drawing, coloring, anything that you can do that's creative or movement, listen to a book on tape and walking. I mean, it can be a simple, short little walk, but moving your body, playing with your dogs, going to the park, whatever that looks like, get creative and begin to build your list of your new routines, right? This is just going to start to give you this like vault to your go-to because there's been days where early on too, like I would feel like triggered and irritated and knew I needed to do something. I couldn't think of something to do. But when I had my map, I could go, okay, I'm just going to go for a walk. Mm, nope, that didn't work. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to call my friend. I'm going to turn up the music really loud and dance around my room. And I promise you, you're not going to want to do it at first because you're going to feel goofy and silly. But when you turn on that awesome song that's got movement and it gets moving and you just make yourself move. Energy creates energy. Make yourself move and let yourself dance. I promise you, by the end of that song, you're going to feel a hundred times better. And the craving might actually be gone. You never know. All right. I've done this trick with my kids. If you have kids and they're in a mad mood or they're just crying or whatever they are, Say, all right, dance break, turn on something that they like and just dance around. I just did this with my 12-year-old son about two months ago. 
and it changed the whole afternoon and his whole mindset. Okay. All right, and I just want to um, welcome you to, if you want to join by September 10th, the program, go to bit.ly slash stop over drinking sisterhood and you'll get $50 off before September 10th. There are payment plans if that helps you. And if you don't see a payment plan in there that works for you, then you can ask that. If there's something else that suits you better, I will consider it and we'll go from there. But I want to invite you and then I'll be back here tomorrow night at 7 p.m. as well. And of course, these replays will stay inside the group. So have a wonderful night. If you have any questions or comments, please put them in the Facebook group. And I'll see you soon. I hope you have a beautiful night, ladies. Mwah! See you later. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. This is what helps the show grow and helps more women to get their hands on the support so they can choose to reduce their drinking or quit altogether like I did. Go join the community and say hi over on Facebook by searching Set Free Sisterhood. I will also put the link in the show notes. You can also connect with me for a one-on-one discovery call at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. And I want to ask, how do you want to feel in the next six months? Who are you becoming? Are you ready to grow? I see you and I've got you. Until next time, stay blessed.